Last week on Let's Talk Supply Chain, I was joined by Pervinder from Bloom Global, a market-leading sustainability-focused software brand. And the episode really couldn't have been more on trend with all of the different things that we discussed. Pervinder and I talked about digitization, sustainability, visibility, and of course, we found out all about Bloom as well. It was a great episode. I always love talking to Pervinder. Lots of timely information for everyone looking to improve sustainability, technology, and customer service across their supply chain. So I hope you enjoyed it. But remember that if you missed it, you can catch up over on letstalksupplychain.com on our YouTube channel or anywhere else that you subscribe to the show. It was episode 330. Let's Talk Supply Chain is not your average supply chain podcast. We feature not just the top of the industry, but also diverse voices from within the community, new innovations, and the disruptors making waves in the industry. Don't listen to the same old, same old. Be sparked by new ideas and fresh perspectives only on Let's Talk Supply Chain. Onboard new EDI trading partners in days, not months, with Orderful. Orderful provides a modern EDI platform that is displacing legacy on-premise and managed service solutions. Stop building point-to-point solutions. If you are a retailer, manufacturer, logistics provider, or technology company, you can build a single integration to Orderful's API, and Orderful will validate translate and communicate transactions to all of your trading partners. Orderful customers are onboarding new trading partners 80% faster, resulting in increased revenue and lower overall EDI costs. To modernize your EDI infrastructure, visit Orderful, O-R-D-E-R-F-U-L.com and speak to an EDI expert today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. Today, I'm excited to welcome a veteran, business founder, supply chain leader, and startup advisor to our Women in Supply Chain series. She truly is a multi-talented woman, but who is she? Well, I'll let you know after the poll of the week. So the question that we asked you, in your opinion, what is the best supply chain management software? 45% of you said demand forecasting, 28% of you said supply management, 23% of you said where house management and 4% of you decided to leave a comment below. Joseph says email and Excel. Just kidding. Tom says, I voted other because the best software is the system that works best for you. Corey, synergies between all of them. Integration, integration, integration. Andrew, in my opinion, all should be utilized. However, I would say the one that has the biggest impact to your bottom line financials is warehouse management. David says, might be biased, but a collaboration platform where all stakeholders in the chain can be involved and take decision together is the best in my opinion. Tiffany says, impossible to choose. I pick all. Don't forget about our friends, TMS and OMS. Sophia, a good team is the best supply chain management software in quotation marks. The rest is really just tools. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Gabrielle, conjunction of all of them. Make the mechanics click together in a smooth system. Carson, container life cycle management. 
Okay, we see you. Octar says DNSP and warehouse management are modules in supply chain management. Awesome. And Dean says, uh, rapid response. All right. Well, thank you so much to everybody who weighed in on the question of the week. Remember, we ask you a question every single Wednesday morning across our Let's Talk Supply Chain LinkedIn. We're also doing it on our Instagram stories as well. So go and check it out and comment because you could be featured on an upcoming episode. Now, back to today's podcast and the incredible woman in supply chain I have with me today is Selena Urbanowski. Selena is a strategic and dynamic operations leader with over seven years experience at the chief executive level, where she built profitable startup divisions, grew business lines, managed deals, and streamlined operations. A veteran of the Canadian Armed Forces, Selena also co-founded a company, that sold at 10 times valuation within 24 months to Flexport. Today, Selena will be talking to us about her career so far, her experience as an officer in the Canadian Navy, her entrepreneurial success, and why she's so passionate about scaling startups. Plus, she'll be sharing her experience as a woman in supply chain, as well as her words of advice for all of the women following in her footsteps. Now, she was also on a blended episode, so go and check out the blended episode she was on, she shared actually even more in depth about her experience as um, a person in the Canadian Armed Forces. And I highly recommend that you go and check that out. But of course, we could not have our Woman in Supply Chain series without our sponsor. And this Woman in Supply Chain feature was sponsored by SAP. Women fuel the success of some of the world's most successful businesses, yet barriers still exist. SAP is committed to supporting and elevating a new generation of women to profoundly lead and impact global supply chains and are proud to support the Woman in Supply Chain series and its efforts. Supply chains need to evolve from low cost and optimized to risk-resilient and sustainable, and SAP can help. SAP Digital Supply Chain Solutions connect the entire process, design, planning, manufacturing, logistics, maintenance, and service, connecting your supply chains to the rest of your business and all your contextual data. Supporting your efforts in alleviating risk in your supply chains. SAP is the market leader in enterprise application software and for the last 50 years has been helping companies to run better. Find out more at sap.com backslash SCM. So welcome to the show, Syl. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so excited. It's always great to talk to you and having just met you in person for the first time, it feels like I've known you forever at this point. I know, right? And honestly, I literally sprung this on you today, which is amazing because I was like, so I wanted you to be part of the Woman in Supply Chain series anyways. Um, how do you feel about doing it today? <laughs> what are you doing right now? I love it. I feel like it's such a good analogy for being in supply chain anyway. <laughs> and I think it's also representative of being an entrepreneur, Absolutely. which we both are, right? Definitely. So anyway, so yeah, you and I met for the first time literally at TPM just about three weeks ago. Well, by the time this airs, it'll be about five weeks. And I don't know how we got connected. Do you remember how we got connected? Now, you've already been on an episode of Blended, which yep. is, was a fabulous episode. And we got some really, really great feedback about that. Um, I'll get, I'll get um, 
our show notes uh, person to put that in the show notes so that we can link to your blended episode so everybody can go and listen to that. Um, and then I had, and then you won our registration contest for the blended pledge because we had some free TPM registrations that we were giving away. And then we had you on the panel for the TPM, like, DEI honors. And so I feel like, like you said, like, we've known each other forever. And it's because we've done all these things. And I don't even remember how we got connected. I don't know. I think I, I'm sure if we, like, went back and LinkedIn DMs, it would show up at some point. But I'm... I don't remember. I'm sure I was just engaging with your content because you produce such amazing uh, things in general for women in supply chain, which not enough people talk about. But then also, I love what you're doing with the Blended Podcast. And I think somewhere along the lines, our values like clearly aligned. And it was just like, these people should know each other. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And since then, um, you, oh, you know what? I reached out to you to subscribe to the newsletter. That sounds right. <laughs> and then and then you commented on a post about Blended Pledge. And I was like, hey, want to be on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the entrepreneur journey. Hustle every day at every moment. Because <laughs> I looked at your profile and I was like, she's going to be amazing on the Blended Pledge. And I do this, right? Like I reach out. I am so random on LinkedIn. People must think I'm like super crazy because I literally rando reach out to people and I'm like, hey, love your profile. Want to be on the Blended Podcast? I think that's what it's all about. That's where every, <laughs> uh, when when I f- started my first business, uh, we made up a rule that was like, everybody gets five minutes. It didn't matter what it was and if it didn't have any like apparent relevance we're just like yeah for sure I'll take that meeting and um so many great opportunities like this have come out of that mentality of just just embrace it roll with it and see what comes of it yeah I love that so tell us about you so this episode obviously for women in supply chain is all about you (laughs) which (laughs) I don't know how comfortable you are with that but we are jumping into the deep end um tell us about yourself. Tell us who you are, you know, what you do, um, and talk to us about how this journey in supply chain started with you, because you have had a crazy journey, and I can't wait for everybody to hear it. My journey is so odd. It's such a hard question to answer when you're like, oh, what's your background? It's like, okay, well, I'm a veteran of the Canadian Armed Forces. I retired about a decade ago now, which feels like it makes me sound very old, Um, but... Since then, I really like started a journey within the startup world and worked in finance startups and all these different things, just helping people develop their vision and ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, my supply chain journey started when I met a really good friend of mine, Cindy Christensen, and we were all like at a barbecue one summer and we're of like, course. that standard like meeting summer. It's like, oh, what do you do for a living? It's just like, I'm a customs broker. And I was like, cool. I don't know what that means. <laughs> so she said something else and I was like, still have no idea what you're talking about. And we became, we became really great friends. And all I saw regularly as we talked about work and business and things like that was somebody with all of these really great innovative ideas in an industry where they were stuck doing everything in the oldest way mm. possible. And at that point, I had um, assisted with a couple of different businesses, finding um, 
investors building business plans and things like that. And she and I got to talking about like, oh, you know, your unicorns and rainbows kind of dreamland of like, well, if I did this myself and it so quickly got to a point of, well, we obviously need to do this. <laughs> and nice. we just, uh, we went on a road trip somewhere. And by the end of this road trip, we um, had the whole business plan sorted out. We had like this vision about what we wanted to build and we found some invest investment backing and we just jumped into it. That was in early 2017. Now, you are not new to road trips because, like, literally after TPM, you were like, we're going on a road trip. <laughs> it was such a great – so th the opportunity to go to TPM uh, and speak on that panel and everything was so huge. But it was the first time that Sydney and I had, like, reemerged kind of under the new umbrella of what we're building next. And because of that, it was an opportunity to leave from Canada and drive there be and meet some really important people along the way. So okay. people in like San Jose and rando other parts of that journey um, that I've worked with for years or she has and we haven't met in person or um, haven't seen in a long time and make Amazing. those connections uh, so that we could connect with them on the journey of what's next for us. Yeah, so you took the opportunity of that registration at TPM, turned it into a road trip, which was not only fun, but I'm pretty sure was fruitful. Now, I want to get to your new endeavor in just a second, but that first business that you built with Cindy, talk to us about that because I believe it was very focused on customs. It was so well before its time, and I think there's a pretty good exit story there, too. So tell us all about that. Uh, so we started Community Customs Brokers together, and our vision for that was Sydney's mom, and uh, the customs industry, at least in Canada, is also you have to sit at a physical desk in a physical office and go to a big <laughs> printer and have, like, so a, much paperwork. So much paperwork. <laughs> And one of the key visions that um, she had when we started it was to get away from that. And customs in Canada is not caught up to that. They're so far behind that. And we went through the journey of what would it take to start digitizing and creating an environment where we could reemploy amazing women who weren't staying in the industry because it didn't support their family and their work-life balance and all these other pieces. So we built that based on the premise of if we could just convince customs that it's okay to not have physical pieces of paper, then uh -huh. um, we could move the whole industry forward. And right. so we started on that journey and we, we got those things in place and we were really starting to build traction. It got a lot of attention very quickly and we had been in business for less than two years. Um, and I don't even know what the catalyst for, but <laughs> four different businesses came to us and was like, so are you for sale? And we're like, wow. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, one was another customs brokerage. One was a freight forwarder who was looking to have a customs brokerage added to them. Um, one was overseas somewhere. And the fourth one that really got our, our attention was Flexport. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they reached out to us and we went kind of back and forth and they flew out to meet us in our office in Cloverdale. Which is in Vancouver, just so everybody knows. Yeah, it's a small, Close to Vancouver. Very small little community <laughs> outside 
yeah. uh, Vancouver. And so we, we hosted them at our, our office there. And by the time they left our office, uh, they called us and they were like, Hey, so will you fly to San Francisco? And we're like, this is, this is weird. They hadn't told us that they were looking to purchase us or anything else. They were just, we're looking for a, a new partnership brokerage in Canada. Like, sure. It's a weird, weird way to win business, but we will do whatever it takes. So yeah. we flew to San Francisco and we met with them in their office and they, it was like a three hour meeting where we didn't talk at all. They were just like Brian Peterson came in. <laughs> Every other department came in and sold to us about why they were amazing. We're like, this is weird. Um, what is happening here? Um, and it wasn't, we didn't, we didn't even get to, by the time we landed home after that trip, we got a phone call first thing Monday morning and they're like, so we'd like to buy you. <laughs> so happy Monday. <laughs> it was, uh, it was a crazy journey. Um, obviously we said, yes, it was a huge, um, opportunity for us to partner with a tech company was trying to do a lot of what we were doing on the larger yeah. scale and the mm -hmm. opportunity was just really exciting. So, um, the acquisition took very little time. Um, right. and, uh, yeah, it happened in the summer of 2019. Wow. Right before the pandemic. <laughs> what a way to go into the pandemic. Yeah. So, um, you know, that is just such a crazy story. And I think you've got some stories behind that office before they showed up to that office that we won't talk about here. But if anybody wants to reach out to Syl separately on DM and LinkedIn on LinkedIn, she might tell you. I'm not 100% on that, but she might. Anyways. <laughs> So what did you end up doing after that? You were kind of like, that's an amazing Monday. Now what do I do? <laughs> yeah. So for a lot of our team who are, who were customs brokers, like we didn't, we didn't fluff up our team. We had like people executing every day who were cross-trained and knew ways mm -hmm. the industry wasn't. So it was really easy for a lot of them to be ingested into what Flexport wanted Canada to become. Okay. Um, so I spent a, about a year working really closely with an amazing human on their their team, Dan Clark, uh, who I can't say enough good things about. Um, he flew to Vancouver and kind of lived with us uh, for about, in the office, it felt like we were living there for about six weeks or so. And he and I put together a, a plan and a roadmap to win all of the business that they had the opportunity to internalize that had external um custom services okay yeah. um and then i spent a bunch of time flying around either you know the east coast mm -hmm. new york and things like that and working with their sales team but also training them on how to win canadian customs business which is wildly uh -huh. different than how you would win customs business in the u.s uh-huh don't i know <laughs> It was it was really good. I had a really great year. Um, some met some of the most amazing humans there, but it really like that environment wasn't mine, and it mm -hmm. never really felt like it was mine. So it, it made sense for me to move on. Um, I love building startups, passionate about scaling startups, and so I took a uh, worked with two organizations since, and the role that I'm in right now. Um, is an in-house brand who needed so many supply chain solutions. Um, uh, really thankful to realize early on, again, that uh, I was way over my head with that part. So I brought Cindy in and she joined the nice. team in June as well. So 
Awesome. I love to hear that. I mean, you know, when you've, you're you working with somebody and it's a really good partnership and then some things happen, but you're still bringing each other along. You're still empowering each other. And that's, you know, w- two women in supply chain, right? That are holding each other accountable, empowering each other on a day-to-day, making sure that the opportunities are for everyone and not just for self, which I think is really, really important as well. And you know, noticing what it is that you're good at and maybe what they're good at and making sure that they come together for the greater good, right? I mean, too often I think we we overlook that, that important aspect of having a partner or working with somebody or when you go into a job, like you said, you know, some of it you knew, some of it you didn't and you needed somebody else and you brought them along too. I think it's such that's such an important statement for like, especially women in the supply chain industry, when we look at it is we spend so much of our careers growing into that industry, fighting for any breath in the room at all. Yeah. And it, it, it used to be, you know, maybe 10 years ago that there were so few women in that room that it was so hard to partner up with other women in that room because there was so little air to take. Mm-hmm. And that's what, I, I mean, one of the things I love about TPM and being able to be there was how many amazing women were in that room and how important it was to every one of us to learn what the other one was doing, how we could partner and how we could support. And that message was so clear with some of the amazing founders and other leaders and everybody else that was there. Um, it was such a clear difference. Yeah. Um, not only in that room, but also when we look back on the journey, when we started, we didn't have community and that type of support. Yeah, a community is so, so important. And actually, I have a new initiative coming out called the Secret Society of Supply Chain, where we're going to bring people together in community because, you know, it's one thing to be a part of, you know, the Let's Talk Supply Chain page. It's another one where you're, we're getting together on a regular basis and making space, right? Safe space. It's something that I'm known for, um, especially with the blended podcasts and things like that. And so I want to be able to bring that to more people. I mean, at the end of the day, I only have five people on that show every month. I don't think I could have any more because otherwise it'll be a five hour conversation and nobody's going to listen to it. Um, so talk to me about what it has been like, because you are a, you're a veteran, right? So ca- the Canadian Armed Forces, that's very male dominated. Very much so. Then you've come into supply chain and Chris, uh, Cindy pretty much like was like, you're coming with me. <laughs> And at the time, it was fairly male-dominated as well, right? I mean, if we're thinking about the timing, I think it was, what, 2016, 2017? Like, supply chain media wasn't even a word. That's when I started the podcast. Yeah. So talk to us about what that's been like, where you've gone from one male-dominated to another. Do you see some similarities? What has that been like for you? How far do we still have to go? Like, what's your thoughts on all this? I will add like finance in there, like everything, every room I've ever been in as an adult um, was a male dominated industry. Okay. My first job right out of high school was as an avionics technician where I like installed wiring systems (laughs) in fighter jets because that's a normal work history to have. Yes. But like I put coveralls in every day and I crawled through airplanes and installed wiring. Um, Nice. Again, major male dominated industry. 
And when I look at that to the military, to finance and other things, the one clear kind of thing that has carried me through there is I can identify one, maybe two women in every one of those things who saw another junior or new person in that crowd and was like, you're not doing it alone. And like took me either under their wing or decided to position themselves as a mentor. And I think the more we do that, you see at TPM how, you know, you hosted something uh, that one night and we all just sat around kind of your table with all of those women. And we're all talking about how it's better now, but it's nowhere near as good as it needs to be. And we look Mm -hmm. at what a safe space looked like at conferences, at sales conventions, at all of these different spaces. And, you know, I will add to that as well that I'm, I'm, a, I'm a queer woman and, um, you know, being in any alternative space that isn't, you know, straight white male um, in, in this industry is, is uncommon and it others you. And I think we're doing such a better job of that as leadership, mm-hmm. as women in leadership today than anybody did 10 years ago, but mm-hmm. I... I can only think how amazing it's going to be in another 10 years when we have such um, a broader level of diversity in general. Yeah. So in saying that, what would you like to see changed in the industry? Like what's kind of the next major focus that we can sort of focus on? I think one of the big things for me is how excited I am for the thing that you're building next because what I see is, is going back to community. You really mm. look at why don't why don't women choose this industry? Why don't women stay in this industry? And why aren't women promoted within this industry? Mm-hmm. And you look at how rare it is to find a mentor and um, leadership guidance, training, any of that. The industry doesn't create those opportunities. Like we have mm-hmm. the Canadian Society of Customs Brokers and like these minor little pieces, but there is no unifying place where continuing education, promotion opportunities, and things like that exist. And I I would love to see where your space that you're building develops and grows into where that's the place where those things happen, because they don't happen on an individual company level. Yeah. Well, and it's not just about education, right? It's not just about educating ourselves on the (coughs) topics, Right. It's about that professional and personal development. And, you know, I have some people that come back to me and they're like, why woman in supply chain? You know, because they want to be they don't want to be seen as other. But it's not about (laughs) it's not necessarily just about segregating women from men in this particular instance. It's about celebrating women in supply chain, because I can tell you, we don't do it enough ourselves. Even when I have somebody on the series, they don't promote their episode. They think that they're, you know, they're, they're promoting themselves, but also like putting themselves out there and they're not sure if they should do that or not do that. And so it's a really, really big conversation. I think the other part of it too, is you have a group with men and women, women aren't going to share no. About their experiences and get really deep on a personal and a professional level with other peers that include men at the level that we need. 
Like, this is something that we need. We need to get together with like-minded individuals who have been through things that we've been through that can resonate and be like, yeah, you know what? That's happened to me. So I can go, that's happened to you? Oh, man, I don't feel alone anymore. Exactly. And I think, you know, we we spent so long um, finding and taking any available space in that room, and we really haven't, as women in this industry, um, embrace the opportunity to step in and take space where we deserve to. And ah, that, I love that. Where we're, we're just, we just need to take away that, like, I will, I will take whatever I'm given and just walk in and command that space that we deserve. Um, yeah. But I mean, even today, you know, how uncomfortable are we talking about ourselves? <laughs> Still, you're like, I think somebody else should do this because they have a much more interesting story. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like you are interesting. Your story is interesting. But it's funny because even you and I do it. So often. I was talking to... Uh, <laughs> There are some amazing men out there who, who work really hard at creating that space. And one of them, uh, his name is Robert McLaws, um, and he's a founder as well. And I will never forget meeting him in person for the first time in Florida last year and him hearing that part of Cindy and I's story, and she was there as well, and have him just kind of pause, take a physical step back and was like, how have you not said this out loud in the last two years that I've known you? online like what what is wrong with you <laughs> what is wrong and that reaction alone what is wrong with you like seriously because they're like guys like this is what we need to hear this is what the next generation needs to hear this is what your peer next to you needs to hear yeah and we just don't talk about it enough i'm so guilty of this where you know even even this morning where you're like hey you want to do a thing and i was like mm, i'm not very interesting so <laughs> but we we do that and i think it's so hard for me to remember that the more of these opportunities i accept and embrace and seek out the more space i'm creating for more women in the industry and yeah. it's not it's not just about me it's not just about my story. It's not about you and your story. It's about somebody seeing themselves in us when they hear our stories and yeah. making sure that there's more space to be louder about it. Yes. And we keep talking about Cindy. And I want to promise the audience that Cindy is going to be part of the Woman in Supply Chain series coming up <laughs> in a couple of months. For sure, for sure. We're going to have her on as well because she's a she's an important part of the story. She's an important part of your business and, and what you're doing. Do you want to talk to us a little bit about what you've got going on? Absolutely. What does the future hold for Syl? <laughs> oh, it's going to be fun. So Always fun. When when we started Community Customs Brokers, we had this vision of what we were going to start to build and things like that. And that journey ended so quickly in such a great way that we didn't have the opportunity to really like dig into the bigger, deeper things that we wanted to build. And so we've toyed around with this idea for a long time. It's like, do we want to do this again? Do we, we can't just do it again. We have to do something different. So um in 2023, uh, we're undergoing some of the admin business part about being founders again, um, and those will um, will be out of the way in the next couple of months from a licensing standpoint in Canada and the U.S., but 
we will be re-emerging under the X Global brand um, and coming at it still through a customs first lens, but looking at it as a global trade management platform. Um, and I think the easiest way that I could summarize that, if you look at everybody else who's trying to solve supply chain from a tech perspective, they're all looking at it from a freight perspective. Yeah. And there's only one unifying factor about supply chain that is true regardless of mode of transport, destination, origin, everything. It's like every single shipment touches a customs broker. Yeah. And when you look at like what is the source of truth and what is the source of knowledge and, and change that a business needs, it starts with customs through that lens because everything flows through that area. So. We're building something really cool this time again. And yeah, I'm so excited. And hopefully you'll come back on the show and talk to us more about what that actually is and looks like once you're, you know, up and running and you can tell us a little bit more about it. Um, but I'm super excited for both of you. So talk to me about, give me some advice. Like what would you say to um, any woman in leadership or maybe any female looking to come into the industry. So I want two pieces of advice. <laughs> the first one, anybody in leadership, I would say um, the every, everything is broken today and you should look at it through that lens. The HR practices, the promotion practices, um, remote work, hybrid work, the opportunity, um, advancement. There's no succession plan. There's so many brokers in Canada that are generational and they have no plan in place right now. Uh, people haven't, when was the last time somebody did an HR review? Um, just have one-on-ones with your team, sit down and learn what makes them tick and what, what their currency is for like what matters to them. Send them out to things. Webinars everywhere is create opportunity for things to change inside of your own organizations. Yeah. And if you only have influence and you're, you know, you're a people leader or an individual contributor or any of those things, seek those opportunities yourself. Find community first and lean into that community. And then that's where those change will happen. Because otherwise we're just one person in one room. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that answers it for both the people looking to come into supply chain as well as for the leaders, right? I think we, if you're looking to come into any industry, whether it's supply chain or any other industry, you do need to look for community and you do need to figure out where, what community resonates with you the most. And then what are the opportunities that you as a professional want to have? And then figure out the steps to get there. Absolutely. One of my weird background things is I'm also a registered professional counselor uh, with a, with a career counseling uh, piece of that. And my favorite thing to like bring into discussions one-on-one with anybody on my team or people in my life is always, can always ask yourself, what do I want to be when I grow up? Because none of us has any idea what the answer to that question is. And it will change so many times in the period of your life. And mm -hmm. if you have a technical job and you don't have a creative outlet, find that somewhere else in your life. But like pick and choose what your priorities are in the workplace and find those opportunities. It will yeah. always come back to community for me. 
Yeah, absolutely. What are you most excited about for this industry? I mean, I know you've got a new product coming out, but other than that, what are you excited for in 2023? What are you excited for, for supply chain and supply chain professionals and maybe even entrepreneurship in supply chain? I think we're at this period of time that is so exciting because COVID taught all of us that the way that we've always done things just doesn't work anymore. And so we have, there's so much space for opportunity for change and new ideas. Look at like the growth in e-commerce businesses, Mm -hmm. uh, the diversification from the reliance on China to like to watch Mexico become a major manufacturing destination, how much that will change business in North America um, the modernization of custom systems and the changes that have happened in the last 12 months in the U.S. and Canada are profound. Right. And if you're not a part of this industry, you won't know why that's so exciting. But if you are, you'll be like, it's so cool. We went from like, you must have a physical wet ink on paper signature to digitizing how we communicate with the governments of the world. And yeah. we're nowhere near there yet. So I think my biggest piece of advice was, It doesn't matter how long you've been in this industry, where you sit in this industry, or what lens you're looking at it through. Find somewhere to explore the idea that you have, because I guarantee you that you see it in a way that nobody else does, because there's so many different lenses in supply chain to look at it through. Wow. And there's so many moving parts. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing to me where you look at like the major, like TPM, strictly about ocean, but this massive, massive amount of talent yeah. and ideas and everything in the room. And then you look at it, it's like, there's so many other things as well. And so many other conferences and so many other, just find somebody to attach your idea to. And um, if, if you're like me and you're newer to the industry, but not to doing things, find, find somebody the reason I keep bringing Cindy up is that she taught me everything. I, I didn't know anything yeah. about the industry and, and didn't understand how things get to the shelves and stuff like that. Yeah. If I can learn all that in the last like what, five or so years, the opportunities are endless for everybody else. So they, they absolutely are. So what's one thing that you would leave the audience with kind of like thinking about or maybe putting into action when it comes to being a woman in supply chain? I think the biggest thing that I would say was if you, if you're not active on LinkedIn and you're not a part of a community, go find one. Uh, Do not limit yourself to physical events in person. The amount of uh, collaboration connection that you can gain online with people you may never meet in person um, will open every door for you. So on LinkedIn, dedicate no less than like 15 minutes in your day at the beginning of the day, interact, meet people and like treat it like a part of your job. Yeah. And you'll never know what opportunities come out of it. I mean, look at what we've done just, I think over the last six months. So if anybody wants to connect with you, where do they do that? Uh, LinkedIn's a great place. Start with there. I will take my own advice on there. Um, I do not gatekeep uh, my inbox, but if you if you immediately connect and pitch slap me to try to sell me something, 
I am the same way. I'm Thank like, you. dude, no. Why are we doing this? But if you send me a message and you say, hey, I heard what you were talking about on, on Sarah's podcast. Can we talk? You will absolutely get time on my calendar. Yeah. Yeah. Or even like message a week later. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't do it as soon as we connect. <laughs> Biggest piece of advice from this whole episode. <laughs> pitch slapping. So bad. There's no way to come across genuine. I love that. I love that. Well, Syl, thank you so much for coming on last minute and raining all of your magical sprinkle dust all over us because you're such a, a light that shines so bright in this industry. And we appreciate you. So thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for creating space consistently for me and other women in the industry. It's great work you do. and It's always a pleasure. Did you know that the average cost of losing an hourly supply chain worker has reached $19,607? And that recent research shows that 77% of hourly supply chain workers are considering a job change in the next three months. This could have a huge impact on your productivity, bottom line, and culture. Workstep is helping supply chain companies to better engage their distributed hourly workforce at scale. Understand the true reasons behind their workforce turnover and take actions to make positive changes and reduce attrition. Workstep has successfully helped many companies reduce their frontline worker turnover by up to 36%. Visit workstep.com to learn more. If you would like to hear more from us at Let's Talk Supply Chain, we have plenty more content for you featuring the best and brightest in the industry. Head over to letstalksupplychain.com and check out the latest. If you have a supply chain challenge, we have most likely had the solution on our show. So definitely use the search function on our website, put in your keyword and all that content will come up. And remember to come back next week when I'll be joined by another strong woman in supply chain, Courtney Folk from Renewal Logistics. Renewal Logistics is a high volume woman owned company that specializes in contract logistics in the apparel, footwear and consumer goods industries. We had Courtney on Blended recently, and she is a real breath of fresh air, so I cannot wait to put the spotlight on Renewal. I'm going to be asking her all about her founder journey, the importance of looking at fulfillment through a carbon-neutral lens, creating exceptional brand experiences, and much, much more. We have so much to talk about, so make sure that you do not miss it. If you enjoy the show, there's a few ways to support us. You can follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, Facebook and Instagram. You can also follow us on TikTok. You can subscribe to our newsletter at letstalksupplychain.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Let's Talk Supply Chain. You can also find some really cool merch and purchase our exclusive supply chain dictionary in our shop at letstalksupplychain.com. Plus, we have a brand new brand or membership community just for you. It's called the Secret Society of Supply Chain, and it is out now. Now, we only have limited number of spots for these groups. So head over to the URL. You can find that URL all over Let's Talk Supply Chain uh, LinkedIn page. And we encourage you to take the quiz. Take the quiz. Find out which group is the best membership group for you. Join the waitlist and we will be in touch when we are going to launch it. And let me tell you, we've got some big prizes 
We've got limited spots, so you definitely want to head over and secure your spot right away. And remember, if you'd like to be featured on an upcoming episode, head over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review the show. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, ship happens.